Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for again for joining me today for another edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am your host. And as always, I'm grateful that you're choosing to spend some of your time with me on this Tuesday morning. So today I'm talking to Allie Levine. She is a, she does a lot of things, but I think we're going to have a really interesting conversation. She's um, an intuitive stylist. She's actually worked with a lot of different celebrities and in media quite a bit, but she's really sort of found her home as a breathwork expert and breathwork facilitator. And so we're going to be talking a lot about how to connect to your body um, a little bit more using breath work, which which I love as, as a subject because I think this is something that I think a lot of people might logically know that they could do, but maybe they don't quite know where to begin with it. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Allison. I'm excited to be here. Of course. So please, if you don't mind, before we get into all that, I'd, I'd love for my audience just to hear a little bit about you and your background. Sure, absolutely. So hello, everyone. Honored to be here. So yeah, as you mentioned, I was a celebrity wardrobe stylist for 15 plus years. I studied fashion through my entire, you know, childhood to young young adult years. And I really got into the world of fashion because I loved watching people's transformation. I loved watching how they would feel and transform in their clothing, which is what led me to the fashion and then styling world. And exactly as you said, Allison, with a lot of celebrities and media and public figures, I really helped them, you know, rebrand their looks. I helped them change their wardrobe. So they were booking role after role, you know, getting top red carpet, cover, magazine, you name it. And I loved watching them build their confidence because I always say confidence, you know, is your best accessory, but authenticity is your superpower. And so I'd always really help them tap into that. And then uh, over some time between changes in life, um, between me becoming a new mother, um, as well as just my own health changes and everything that happened, it was time for me to really actually get into my own self-love and self-care. I realized that over the years, I had become quite the people pleaser and I was not showing up authentically in my own life. I wasn't giving myself any self-love or self-care. And it started to drown me, to be quite honest and vulnerable. Um, and from there, um, it was like, okay, what do I, you know, what do I do from here? So I took a step back and I started really focusing on my mental health and just my overall well-being. I went through a pretty heavy postpartum depression journey um, after having my first daughter as well. So it all kind of compounded for me. Um, and I was kind of left with no choice but to start to say, okay, it's time to work on yourself, Allie, and and figure out why you're so focused on making sure everybody else is doing well, but you're not actually doing well. Yeah, I hear you. So it sounds like in all of that, that even though you were busy and you were feeling challenged and fulfilled, that you, to to some degree, what, what really was coming through to me as you were talking is this, is you were not prioritizing yourself. In fact, you were like last on the priority list and it became more of a, where do I fit this in? And there just was no time for you to fit it in, which is why you literally woke up one day and said, I'm going to need to take a step back. 
Absolutely. Yes. I definitely was last on the totem pole. And like I said, I I found myself in so much darkness between the postpartum depression and anxiety, as well as just realizing I was not loving on myself for so long. And that journey, you know, for anyone obviously who's on it, as I'm sure many of your listeners are, it's deep, right? When you have to look at yourself and say, I I need to love in myself more, I need to take care of myself more. And that's really where the wellness journey began. Exactly. It was like, I woke up, I literally looked at my husband and said, I feel like I don't know who I am. I'm mourning the death of myself as a new mother. I'm trying to figure out why I'm fulfilled with things with clients, but I'm not fulfilled anywhere else. And it was time for me to really take a hard look in the mirror and start to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And about how long ago was that? That was about five and a half, almost six years ago now. Okay. Okay. So since then though, you've You've sort of found your home now in in teaching the practice of breathwork. Yes. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about what that journey has been like for you. Not not the work that you do with other people, but how it impacts you. As yeah, a absolutely. Yes. So a little backstory, going back to the postpartum depression and anxiety, I was doing a lot of meditation and a lot of mindset practices. And The reason I bring that up is because I thought that that was working, which it was for a short bit of time. And then between the world of 2020 and just different things that also went on in my own life, I realized it was no longer working and everything I thought I had worked through kind of came bubbling back up and almost in more of a fury and almost knocking me back over like 10 times where I had been. (laughs) And it was like, okay. Um, like there was, it sounds like there was a lot under the surface and it just yes. kind of bubbled up to the top, right? E- exactly. And, you know, it's funny with mindset work, right? Like we can say all these things and affirm that, you know, this is good. And it was in my mind, it was, and I was feeling good. But like you said, I was not actually in the deep work. So fast forward to then having different people facilitate me in breath work and breath work showing up in my life, which honestly, was quite random, but of course, I know it wasn't random. And, you know, it showed up and it was like, hey, you should really try. You've done meditation, you've done affirmations, you've done cognitive therapy, NLP, all these different things. You should really try to get more into your body. And I really honestly didn't know much of what that meant. And I thought, okay, I've tried breath work before, but I'll give it a try again. Why not? So I started doing sessions and the more I anchored into my body and use breath work, which for anyone that may not know here, it's when you deeply breathe through the nose and mouth through different exercises, depending on how they facilitate it to you. And you're basically becoming very conscious in how you're breathing and you're allowing not only the regulating of your nervous system, but you're allowing yourself to drop into the body even further. Now, why that's important is because most of us store most of our trauma in the layers in our body and we need to release it. And that's what started coming up for me was the more I started deeply breathing, I would go from having an actual breakdown to a true brilliant breakthrough. Yeah. So really what what, what you found was is that the more you dialed in your practice, the clearer you were able to get at where you felt like you needed the most help, right? It was almost like It just revealed to you the areas, whether it be in your life or your body or whatever, because look, the stress and tension that we face every day in life shows up in our body. Yeah. So we can connect to our body and identify that it goes a long way with helping us remedy what those problems are in our life too. 
Absolutely. A hundred percent. And and when I started doing that and started recognizing these deep, deep layers of grief that I hadn't dealt with and shame and guilt and all these different things that came up, it was so, you know, just freeing, to be honest. I started being able to feel like I could actually breathe and I was actually receiving and then it opened me up to so much more. But yes, you're right. I had to get deep first and then actually- and it wasn't so much about, let me, let me just figure this out and let me try this and see if it works. And I'll try that and see if it works. You were, it was really an issue for you of really, it, it helps you get more clear. And then you knew the right steps to take after that. Yes, exactly. Like once I was connected to my body and realizing like, oh, mind, body, soul, it's all connected. Like, yeah, right. you know, then it started to click exactly. And I went from having that awareness to then actually being able to implement and make the shifts in my life in all other areas. Yeah, because I do think that a lot of people talk about that, but they don't really know like the nuts and bolts of how to put that together, which is really where I want to go next in our conversation. So so why do you think then that so many people don't really have an accurate idea of what a real breathwork practice is? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. Uh, Well, I think, of course, there's so much out there nowadays, right? So I think it's really important, one, to be very aware of who you are being facilitated by, what their background is, you know, what what is going on with you, understanding that if you're going to someone for support, you have to have some sort of awareness around you or at least be open to having the conversation for that coach to start to be able to go deeper with you and see what is coming up. Because what I've seen with a lot of clients that have come to me is they've actually come from a not so great breathwork session and they come to me because they feel they've actually gone through some type of new trauma from that session. And I'm there to help them not only release that trauma, but also deepen into where was the trauma in the beginning and let's figure out how we're going to move you from A to B without you getting stuck again and then shift you so you can move forward. So I think one, the facilitation is really important Two, understanding that this is deep. Like you said, it's not just one and done. I think a lot of times, like anything else, we're taught, hey, just, you know, quickly make it happen. But I think the public in general, that's just where people's mindset goes because of the nature of how fast everything moves. I think people do think that it's going to be a quick fix. So let's talk a little bit. Just the process of breath work in general. Let's like, Let's like take your personal story out for a minute and let's just talk for a minute about, because I'd love to get just, um, I've had other people on here before talk about breath work. So I'm always curious to hear, you know, how, how, number one, how you base your practice, but number two, like the actual theory behind it. So let's start there. Like, what is it? What does it do? And like, what's the actual science behind it? Absolutely. So, well, first, that let's start with why, you know, how it basically works and, and why it's so powerful. So when we talk about connecting into the body, so when you bring in more oxygen into your body, you are immediately allowing that regulation of your nervous system. What that means is that most of us, what you just described, Allison, with the go, 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 quick fixes, yeah. we're in a sympathetic nervous system, which for those that don't know what that is, that's fight, flight, or freeze. That is that reactionary state that most of us are in. Like you're driving a car and somebody cuts you off and you maybe react. That's a sympathetic nervous system, just to kind of paint a picture. When you are deeply breathing and you allow more oxygen than normal into the body, 
and you regulate, you move into a parasympathetic nervous system, which is that true rest and digest place of our bodies, that homeostasis of where your body would actually like to be. And it allows more of that calm and that rest. And it actually is also how a baby breathes when they come into the world. Uh, All of us, you know, did that when we first entered this world. So it is our natural state of home, which is why I, I always love to say, come home to yourself through the breath, but it takes being anchored in to do these exercises, but it also does not take that much time either. It takes intention and awareness and being conscious to allow the shifting. And of course, the more you breathe, the deeper you go, the more you're going to receive, the more you're going to be able to actually continuously see the shifts. But even taking three to five minutes a day to deeply consciously breathe, you're going to notice how much more calm you feel in your body. And that's going to shift everything else forward that's going on in front of you. So that's kind of the first basics of this. Then when it comes to kind of going into higher states of consciousness, getting even deeper in the body, really allowing yourself to truly kind of not be, you know, just breathing, but you actually are going on the journey. This is when we're continuing these breathwork exercises. And we've seen in science that we studied how the neurons in the back of our brain, those neuron receptors actually will shut off. After only about five to seven minutes of deep breathing, for some, it could be a little bit shorter, some a tiny bit longer, but around that window, those receptors do shut off. And that is what allows us to further access and move in those delta, theta, gamma waves, as well as refire and rewire our neurons. So we're actually able to make changes and shifts much quicker than we actually believe is possible. Yeah. So it sounds like. It sounds like if I'm understanding you right, the goal at first, and I'm a a, a very step by step um, programmatic, if you will, um, type. Sure. Of so that's just the teacher in me. Yeah. So if I'm understanding you right. In the beginning, the goal is to shift from the sympathetic state of being, which is how we normal, how we we tend to live as human beings. You know, with social media and 24 hour news and the constant go 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 all the time. Right. Correct. So, and so what we want to do first is shift more into that parasympathetic, which is the um, re- more the relaxation and natural state to your point. And that takes, you know, a practice of setting intentions and being more aware and just, you know, becoming really more familiar with it is what's coming up, what's coming up for me. And then with more, the more you practice it, the deeper that you can go with it. And that really is where you see the real physical changes in your body. Absolutely. Yes. And I would just say with that first piece, yes, being intentional and starting to really notice what it feels like each moment that you regulate and go to that parasympathetic system of like, what does this feel like in my body? Really noticing those shifts of like, oh, I I do feel more calm. Oh, I do feel more relaxed. I'm no longer feeling maybe triggered or reactionary. I don't have to respond to something maybe happening in front of me right now and starting to really come back to that practice and become intentional in it. And then exactly the deeper shifts in the body, as well as in the mind, everything, as we continue to use this practice, we start to see all the shifts between the body and the mind and how it is so much more cohesively together when we are allowing the deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for people out there listening, though, maybe people who have tried it before, 
or maybe people who aren't who aren't quite sure they understand exactly what a breathwork practice looks like. I'm sure you kind of have your own way that you teach in your programs, but I'm wondering if you could kind of give us a behind the scenes look of what that actually looks like. Sure. So you want me to just kind of speak to like if someone came to me sort of thing? Oh, just like if you could just offer like a like a snapshot view of what your process is. I mean, I'm sure you use a lot of what we just talked about, but I'm sure you have some unique pieces as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let somebody comes to me and says they, you know, don't know why it's not working for them, or maybe they get more anxious when they breathe and they feel like breath work is actually triggering them. One of the first breaths that I'll guide them into is something that's a little bit more soft. It's known as for a lot of people, the four, seven, eight breath. And the reason I guide them to that breath, which is breathing in through the nose for four, holding for seven, and then releasing very slowly out the mouth for eight. The reason I guide them into that breath is because I've seen over and over again for many clients as well as myself, it's a very calming and nurturing breath. And for someone who's coming into the breathwork space, who feels they've done it before and haven't had success, or they are triggered by it or have anxiety around it, I want them to feel safe in their body coming into the space when they're breathing. And this breath is very nurturing and lets you know you are safe in your body. You know, this is your home. I really believe our bodies are, you know, the divine messenger. They are a divine channel. So we need to make sure we feel safe and supported in them. So doing the four, seven, eight will give you that support. I also will give them visualizations as well as words if it feels good to them, you know, to breathe. So if they're telling me they're experiencing anxiety, it'll say, I'll say, you know, breathe in for four. And as you breathe in, I want you to imagine the most joyous place that you're breathing into right now. And then hold that in your heart, hold that in your spirit as you hold. And then you, when you release, I want you to release anything that could be blocking that joy, that beautiful place right now. Just let it go. Trust that it's leaving and let it go. So, you know, and of course it can be very basic. It can be very deep depending on who it is I'm working with and how I'm facilitating. But that just kind of gives you an example of how I would nurture someone who maybe would need a little bit of a softer experience. And I'd like to speak to that for a second. I also feel that breath work can sound very complicated and it can also sound very intimidating. I feel like because of social media and what we're seeing out there in the world, there's a lot of like this constant holding and really like screaming and yelling and over emotional. And everyone, of course, does this different. But in my practice and being trauma informed, I don't believe we have to push through in experience, I really believe our breaths are to deepen and soften us in. And yeah. we are to listen to our bodies, regardless of even how I'm facilitating, you are to listen to your body as you breathe, and know you have full body autonomy as you go through the process and allow yourself to move through it accordingly, and not be chasing a result or an expectation, because that's only going to lead to more devastation. Well, and that's usually a result, though, of what we're thinking. We're thinking that we have to get this done quickly or yeah. or we're afraid that if I don't do this, this will happen over here, right? It's that Correct. constant busyness that's going on. But, you know, I love you said something there. I just wanted to circle back to where you said, you know, it, it can be presented as being more complicated than it is. And I think that this is something that 
as a as a as a as a public, I guess, if you will, as American public in general, you know, we we either believe that something is too good to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's it's too complicated and I can't learn it. But that really speaks to the mindset that we have that we want a quick fix. You know, I'm let me just do this for a few days and let me see if it helps. Oh, I haven't really noticed a change, so it's not for me. So how yeah. do you Yeah, so I would have to say, uh, you know, guilty. I was that person, (laughs) Um, you know, before it started. Being honest or that person. Yeah, I think that's important to say because like we've all been there, right? So I think it's one, deciding that I'm going to be curious. I don't like the word commitment. I feel like that can be very contracting for a lot of people. And I don't want people to contract. I want them to feel expansion and excitement when they think about this. So I want you to think about it as I'm going to be curious and open to what this feels like. Because that's what I started doing. I would do it and I'd say, hmm, what if I actually feel a little less stressed today? Hmm, what if maybe anxiety would calm down? Allowing yourself the possibility that it it could really be true, which comes from your thoughts. So a lot of it is just... And affirming it, right? And saying like, oh, I, I think I feel less anxiety today. I'm going to affirm. I have felt less anxious today and then continue on right with that to telling yourself that that's what it is. And then when I would breathe again, then the next day or later on that day in my practice, I would go back to that moment where I felt that breakthrough and remind myself, oh, I'm going to breathe again because I'm going to anchor into that feeling even deeper. Yeah. So you're really just having to having to commit to the intention that you want to get out of it. And then it's almost like you're you're telling yourself, no, this is, you know, I was actually able to get a good result from this last time. Let's go back to what worked, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I I also see, you know, with clients that as they do this, it compounds and the thoughts of like, oh, is this working or not working? They start to fade away because that is the deep shifting that we're talking about. And you start to recognize that, oh, I'm actually doing this deep breathing and my mind is catching up later. The stories are starting to dissipate and go away. Yeah. Well, and it's also you learn to trust yourself more because you yeah. anchor into what that feeling of success is. And yes, for human beings in general, you know, a lot of our failures come from the fact that we ha- we don't have our mind in the game. So if we get our mind in the game and we we think along the right lines and set our intentions, that a lot of what we do, we would figure out it either does works for us or you know what, this really doesn't align with what I'm trying to do this isn't serving me anymore, but it starts with like our awareness and realizing that this is, we're not going down the right path here. Absolutely. And to speak to that too, part of my journey with that was also as I would listen and trust and trust in my intuition, I also started recognizing the body. You know, like I said, it's the divine messenger. It really is our channel. And I would notice if there was something I wanted to do, my body would feel good about it. And when something felt off, I started actually listening to my body. So I think as we connect more and more to our body through the breath and through this somatic exercise, you know, using the body, we start to recognize, oh, that does feel good. Or like you said, oh, that doesn't feel good anymore. And it's not in alignment. So I am going to let it go. And I think that does get deeper, you know, as we commit to these practices. Yeah. Well, and it's also just a matter of becoming more aware of what's working and what's not working. You know, I think we get to a certain point, and this can be for anything in our life, where we we sort of get a feeling that something's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. It might be like you go to work one day and you're just, you're just, you kind of get that feeling, mm, 
I don't know. I just, something's, I can't, my, one of my favorite expressions is I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say that a lot. I'll be like, you know what? Something's not quite right about this. I just can't put my finger on it. And then the more, it's almost like when you say that and you allow yourself to be open to that thought that at some point, some evidence will present itself that you're either right or wrong. Yeah, right? absolutely. The more that happens, the more you, you can trust yourself to where when you get that same feeling, you're like, wait a minute, I need to listen to this. And right. this really be said for setting your intention with your breath practice. You know, you, you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I know what this feels like, you know, and I know when something's not quite working. Um, and so I know this worked for me before. So I can, you can use that as a reference point. Yeah, absolutely. Your inner knowing, right? All of a sudden it, it starts getting really loud and you recognize like, oh, everything else is just noise. And I actually know. And when you get to that place, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Because it, it's not just clarity, but you realize that you really can trust yourself. Yes. That goes a long way, you know, to you dialing in more of a real self-care practice. Because when you, when you can know you can count on yourself, that's a, a, a very high form of self-care. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then you realize, you know, we have so much self-care and self-love. Yeah. And like you said, you go from, oh, I'm going to maybe do it to, oh, no, this is now sacred to me. This is what, you know, this is what it is for me. It's like, these are my sacred boundaries, no matter what mother, wife, entrepreneur, coach, all the things I do. This is first because then I'm fulfilled and able to show up even deeper, even greater everywhere else. And I have that inner knowing. So yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you say to the person out there? And I always, I love asking my guests this question because I, I sort of think of it as, you know, a self-care tidbit of the day that anyone listening could walk away with and maybe start to implement even today and start to get some type of result from. What, what do you say to that? Like, what do you say to the person out there who says, I've tried this and it doesn't work. I don't really know where to begin. Um, maybe they just need something to go on today. What do you say to that person? Yeah. Well, first I just want to say, you know, every day is a new moment, right? Like I, I love to say every moment I get to make myself new and that's true for all of us. So, you know, you're showing up and you're asking the question. That's the first part of this. And the second piece is just saying, okay, I heard this for a reason today. There, there's a reason that I'm listening to this conversation. So let me go and try it again, right? It, it can't hurt. So uh, first I would just say, you know, if I can share, I have an app called Breathe and Be, and you can download it for free uh, just to get started today on the App Store or Google Play. It's just the word breathe and then and and the letter B. And you can listen to you know my guidance and my breathing exercises to help you feel more confident in trying this. You know, step outside, go sit in a quiet place, maybe lay down just for three minutes, five minutes, give yourself those few minutes and just ask yourself, Will things look different possibly after I commit to this and do this for myself for three minutes or five minutes today and, and allow yourself to believe and receive that yes, it will and go and do that and maybe go and, and, you know, do a breathwork exercise on my app and just see how you feel afterwards and start to get curious again. You know, I think that really helped me, Allison, with my journey was like first understanding that I was not seeing results and I had to continue to move forward and say, I'm going to trust that I am going to commit to this practice and things will shift and I'm going to believe it before I receive it. I would say that to anyone listening, believe it before you receive it because I really believe when it's on our hearts, it's already ours and we just have to have the faith to step into that even if it's scary. 
and understand that, you know, you're worth it. You know, you, you are absolutely worth it. And trying different things and then figuring out what works is what's going to shift your entire life. So maybe it is going to be breath work. So, so give it a shot, you know, and maybe my app can help you, you know, and, and go and listen to my affirmations and the exercises to help you start. And, you know, maybe walk outside, take a walk, take a few deep breaths like we talked about, or use that four, seven, eight breath and just allow it to feel good in the body for five minutes. And notice after you do it, I want you to sit for a moment for anyone listening with that regulation and listen to your body and that inner wisdom and how it feels to be in that parasympathetic system and really like own it and feel it and notice how it feels so that when you shift back to your sympathetic nervous system, you notice the difference so that you want, as I say, to come home to yourself through the breath. You want to give yourself that commitment and that expansion because that is going to allow the shifts in your life. Yeah. And I just think that too, for anyone listening that, you know, like anything else, this is, this is a practice and we, we call it a practice because it's a long term. Yeah. Right. Like simple habit that if you can really dial it in with the right intentions, then you can really get the results that you want. Absolutely. And then maybe you even start to actually feel joyful in what you're doing, you know, and, and actually really recognize like, oh, not only is this my practice, but I actually enjoy showing up for myself because this is part of my self-care and my self-love. And this is part of doing the work, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Allie Levine Design. Honestly, on all social, if you look up Allie Levine Design, you'll find me. Uh, my website is AllieLevine.com. As I mentioned, my app is Breathe and B, just Breathe and D and the letter B. And I have a podcast called Awakening with Allie. So you can find me in all those places. I have a free newsletter where I send out little breathwork breaks once a week to help you just remember to breathe. So you can sign up for free on that um, in my links and join my community there. And I'd love to support you, whether you're someone who's done breathwork or you know haven't tried it before. I've been there. I understand. And if you're open and curious, I'm here to help you and shift you, you know, in your consciousness and hopefully in your healing. Oh, I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for making time to, uh, to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course, my pleasure. And so anyone out there listening that wants to learn more about breath work and how to make it work for you, um, I really think this is a subject that um, I think you just have to find the approach that works. And you have to find the right practice. You have to find the right mindset and the right tools so that you can make it work for you. Um, so if this is, if our conversation has inspired you or gotten you into a space of curiosity and you would like to know more, please find Allie's website in the show notes. You can find us AllieLevine.com, all of her social media handles, or you could go check her out on her show, Awakening with Allie. Um, you know, this is why we always have the best experts on this show, because I really believe there's the, there's the right for every person I talk to, there's the right approach. You know, there's the first for, for people listening there, this could be the right approach for you is what I'm trying to say. So, um, you know, there's so many options available. There's really no reason why you couldn't find something that works for you. So if this has inspired you and you'd like to share this episode with a friend or colleague, please just copy the link and send it to them as a free gift from me. 
or you can connect with me on my site at www.theallisonk.com and we will do it for you. Either I'll do it for you or someone on my team will do it for you. Um, and like I said, this is how we start changing the world. This is how we've been creating change in the world for the last four years since we've been on the air. And this is why we're consistently ranked high on all the search engines. It's because of people like you who subscribe, who follow us, who share episodes, who take the time to write us a review. We're always open for feedback. Um, so just know how much I appreciate each and every one of you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.